0: Thank you for tuning in to the Wham! Podcast, where women empower women in business and manufacturing.
1: Hi, and welcome to a special edition of Riveting Exchanges Podcast. My name is Desiree Grace, and I'm joined by my co-host, Andrea Olson. And we have the distinct pleasure today of interviewing Stacey Felzer. Stacy is the owner of Cord Marketing Services, which is a B2B marketing firm that specializes in creating marketing in tune with your customers' needs. Stacy has over 20 years' experience in the manufacturing sector, and the reason we've asked her to join us today is Andrea and I are interested in exploring the topic of sabbaticals. Stacy recently came off a sabbatical of a few months, and she was gracious enough to agree to speak with us about her experience, what led to it, and some good practical advice for making the best of your sabbatical. So, welcome, Stacy. Thank you. Very excited to be here. Well, we are excited to have you. Andrea and I were recently talking about sabbaticals and They seem to be more and more common in the workforce today. So can you share with our audience what led you to go on a sabbatical? And I remember while you were going through it... Full disclosure to the audience, Stacy and I are friends. I was really impressed with what a positive, productive experience you turned it into.
0: And we think it'd be great for you to share that with our audience. Well, thank you. Yes, I'd, I'd be happy to. So really, to start it out, I wouldn't say that I actively went searching to take a sabbatical. I actually, mine all started with losing my job. And so, you know, here I found myself in a position that I wasn't working. And, you know, I think you instantly have the reaction of going into the I must find another job mode. And I think I started there and, you know, really did all of the things that I think you're supposed to do. you know, updated my resume and and started looking for a job. But, what I realized pretty quickly was I didn't exactly know what type of job I wanted to be looking for. I had been in marketing for many years but then had taken on a couple of sales roles to broaden my experience and so what seemed to be coming up was a lot of sales positions, but there was something kind of in that back of my head that said. I think maybe it's time to get back into marketing. And so I think that's really what started this is is I took a step back and said, I think I really need, I think this is the point where I need to stop and figure out exactly what I want to do next. And I think those questions were really what kind of started this path down what now I can call a sabbatical. I don't know that I was actually calling it when I started it. But, you know, from there, more and more questions just kind of came up. And so I found myself going through this self-analysis and, and you know, really digging in and, and looking at where I had been and where I wanted to go, and so I think that that was kind of what what started the the process. I think that I had the opportunity to to dig deep and to look at some some things in in my life you know some simple things came up at first is you know i had i traveled a lot in my my jobs, and I realized that I didn't love traveling that I really enjoyed being home and and, you know, just little, little questions like that, that kept coming up that I really was able to take the time and, and dig into. But yeah, that was kind of what started, I guess, you know, started there and, um, and opened up that, the opportunity to, to really be on a sabbatical, I guess.
1: So Stacy, just for the sake of our listeners, you did have a bit of a severance package. So you had some cushion. Is, is that correct? Would that be a fair statement? Yes.
0: Yes, I did. Which I will say that obviously financial Mm -hmm. is probably one of the biggest concerns when you go into something like this, or at least it was for me. And so one of the first things that I did was really sit down and look at my finances. So dug through what I had available, you know, was very fortunate that um, I did have a severance package and between some other things, just being able to look at that So I was able to put a timetable. So I don't want to say put a timetable, but I was at least able to look at it and say, I have this amount of time that I I can give myself this. And it took a little bit of that stress of constantly worrying every month about how I was going to pay the bills because I knew through it all that I had a certain amount of time. So I think that was helpful at the beginning to be able to really do that deep dive on my finances and, and take I can't say take that completely off the table because obviously it's always a concern on how you're going to pay your bills, but Mm -hmm. at least having that, that cushion, I guess maybe, or that just knowing that I was covered for you know, an extended period of time to give myself that time to do, to do this.
2: Sure. Sure. So, you know, what other challenges did you come across? I mean, I think the financial aspect is incredibly important. It's very practical and it's a prudent thing to do, especially with maybe a sabbatical that is a little different in nature, but you know, most sabbaticals aren't paid. So what challenges did you have throughout that process then of being on sabbatical and outside of financial, you know, how did you deal with those and overcome them?
0: So I would say, I would say that one of the, one of the biggest challenges is, so I was so busy. I was one of those people that always had the packed calendar. Like you woke up in the morning, you opened up your calendar app and you looked to see what time your first meeting was. And so I had a very structured day. I was one of those people that very much planned ahead and Here's what I was going to do, you know, for the next week and two weeks and so-and-so. So So suddenly I went from that to opening up my calendar and it being blank or, you know – If it was a good day, then maybe it was, you know, a coffee with someone. But, you know, so suddenly it became I think there was almost comfort in that having that full day or maybe it was just because it was known. So then to not have that crazy schedule, you suddenly have to really look at how you spend your time. And doing things or figuring out what you can do to make yourself feel productive during the day. You know, it gave me, suddenly was able to do things that I wasn't able to do before. And I found that I really enjoyed being able to sit and read and drink a cup of coffee in the morning. So then it became a taking pleasure in in the small things. And being okay with not being (laughs) overscheduled. I think that was really... And I'll say that that was something I really had to remind myself through, that it was okay to have a day that there was nothing on the calendar, that that was, it didn't mean I wasn't doing anything that day. It just meant that I was doing it on my own time and my own schedule. And so I think that, I think that was probably, you know, between that and then the just telling myself I couldn't go shopping. That was probably, (laughs) you know, those were my biggest challenges (laughs) is keeping myself out of that. off online shops and, and things like that. But I think those probably were, that was probably the biggest change and at the beginning, the biggest challenge for me.
1: Oh, sure. So Stacy, I know one of the things I learned when I was a college student and that I tell my students is, to your point, lifestyle. When you think about a job or a career path, think about lifestyle. You know, if you want to be an accounting major, realize that the first- Four months of the calendar year are going to be 80 plus hour work weeks and you're going to be crazy busy and you need to be OK with that if you want to be an accountant. So your comment about analyzing what kind of lifestyle you want and how do you feel about travel and having the time to reflect on that, that resonates with me
0: what other conclusions did you come to? That's a really good That's a really good point. And that's, it was interesting for me. I kept telling everyone I was okay with moving when I would talk to a recruiter or something. And when I, I dug in, I realized I had no desire to move. I've been rehabbing my 70-year-old house and I enjoy it. And this is my city and I love it. And So, you know, really had this, I didn't want to travel. I didn't want to move. So then they started digging deeper. And what I had realized was, I had really made work and my profession and my career that was, that was number one. That was really what I built the rest of my life around. And I'm not saying that's bad because for many years, it was very good for me. I, I enjoyed my career thoroughly and and that's where I was in my life. But at this point, I had realized that, well, I guess maybe I think a big part of it is because I had the time to look into it and figure out that because I had based that on everything else, there were certain things like I didn't participate in something that happened weekly, whether it be volunteer or a community organization or something, because I traveled so much, I wasn't here. And, you know, I really, honestly, I, I didn't volunteer. I wrote checks. Because that's what I had time for and or that's what I made time for. And so I dug in a lot and started kind of looking at that and saying, right, if I let's wipe the slate clean. And if I can figure out exactly what I want to prioritize as number ones, (laughs) and that doesn't necessarily have to be career it can be but let me make that list and see what it looks like and then see what can it was kind of like a way of being able to throw everything up in the air and 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 put it back in the the areas that I wanted to in the slots that I wanted to which was so awesome and something that I didn't realize I needed until I was in the space which would be another plus for (laughs) the sabbatical But, you know, really having that opportunity to, I found out I absolutely love being able to take a couple hours a week and volunteer. I stock shelves at the food bank and have the most fun time. It throws me back to my high school days of working in a grocery store, but I love that. And that feeds me for the week. That really, I mean, it's one of those where you feel almost selfish because you're doing something, but you're getting so much more out of it. And so that was something that was important to me to figure out a way that I could do that. And it didn't matter that it doesn't have to be in the morning, but it was something that I wanted to find time for. I am very much, I love my little, I'm in Atlanta, but I live in in a suburb that is one of the up and coming suburbs and, well, it's in Atlanta, but anyways, it's one of those. And we have all of these great. Keep the the community clean and and all of these great programs and I wanted to get involved with that and you know I'm proud of the area I live in so you know the opportunity to prioritize those things to be in town to be able to be a part of it and to be an active participant to really show up and and be there was important to me so I was able to to look at those things and, and figure out how to make them a priority which was really really great and. You know to take it a step further, I, you know, like I said, I mentioned that I had spent a lot of time in sales for the last couple of years, but my all of my degrees and and the majority of my background is in marketing. Well, there's a lot of areas of marketing that have continued to develop and grow and and really, you know, in social media and digital and a lot of areas that I didn't feel like my skills were where they needed to be. So I spent a lot of time on LinkedIn Learning and taking online classes to really try and, and get my skills to a point you know, that I felt like they were on on par with where I wanted them to be to be able to really focus on marketing. So, you know, read a lot of books and <laughs> watched a lot of TED Talks and, and things like that. So, you know, both feeding my personal probably and my that I guess that community involvement and feeding that piece, but then also professionally and mentally just you know trying to to add to my my offering there that i could t- could take with me to whatever next job i I went into, so it was really great to have that time to really add to my to me i just you know make myself i better I don't know if is the right word but I don't know. I guess maybe it comes back to my goal for the year is always been, it's been live intentionally. So maybe Ah. that's what sums it all up is I was intentionally doing things and intentionally spending my time in areas that I chose to focus on. Maybe that's the best way to sum it up is that
1: the idea of being intentional is is very interesting because if if i can paraphrase it sounds like you really took the time to reflect on your priorities your interests your passions you did a SWOT analysis on yourself and said you know i need to upgrade my skills and my knowledge in these areas that i'm passionate about and i'm going to take the time to do it so it, it sounds like after you sort of settled in dealing with the immediacies of budgets and things like that, you were extremely intentional about how you were going to utilize your time preparing for the next steps. Would that be a fair
0: summary? Yes. (laughs) Very well put. Thank you. (laughs) Yes. I very much so. I having the time to do that was, was something that was tremendous. I mean, we don't get that opportunity very often to really have that much time to focus on and what we need to. So yes, to be able to take that time and, and take classes during the day and be able to dig in and, you know, look at yourself. Like you said, a SWOT analysis and have the time to to really do that was something that kind of priceless just to have that. I'm sure you can do that while you're working. I'm sure there's a lot of people that can. I never did, not to the depth that I did while I was in the middle of this. I'm sure that there's people that are capable of it and that's awesome for them. And I wish that maybe I was one of those people. But unfortunately or fortunately, I I it was having this much time was really helpful because it just gave me that opportunity to completely dig in. That it's just it's you suddenly come up with your own plan. You know, mm-hmm. like I said, that my calendar was booked and so you're figuring out other ways to to spend your day and they kind of naturally evolve. You know, you start the process and it just almost starts unwrapping. You know, you start thinking about what you want to do. And like I said, I identified that maybe there were some areas of marketing I needed to develop. Mm-hmm. Then when you start getting into that, you kind of I looked and thought, you know what, this was an area of leadership that maybe I was, you know, I can look back and think maybe I should have handled better or, you know, something I wish I was better at this particular skill set. And so I took some classes on strategic planning because I just wanted to make sure my skills were um, where I wanted them to be. So it just kind of all evolved because I had that time and, you know, had that time for the self-evaluation, which every time you took a few steps, you... It's almost like you were able to go deeper with that and, and look at your needs. So,
2: so Stacey, would you say, you know, this is just such a, clearly such a big experience for you and maybe even bigger than you anticipated in this, not only kind of changing what you'd been used to, but the self-discovery, What what would you say were kind of the big outcomes out of this experience for you, both personally and professionally?
0: Yeah, Andrea. So first, I would say personally, I am happier than I have been in a really long time. I spend more time doing what I like doing, what I enjoy. I feel like I'm more fulfilled. I feel like just I have. I'm constantly learning every day and growing every day because I am being introduced to new things. I'm introducing myself to new things. Um, you know, I think he was Chandra Rhymes wrote a book where she basically didn't say no to anything for a year. And there's people Mm -hmm. who argue it both ways. But I kind of took that approach. Now, granted, I didn't say yes to everything, but I really did try and say yes to most things. And I figured, why not? I'll experience, you know, whatever. Every new experience is great, and I have the time to do it. So I have found, you know, new things that I've become passionate about and gotten involved in. And it's been fantastic. So I would say on a whole, personally, I'm much happier. Professionally? I would say I'm much happier than I've been in a really long time. Hmm. Um, you know, I started this process, you know, really wondering what I was going to do next professionally. And it was really a way to, to, I ended up coming through this and and doing exactly what I wanted to do. I mean, I look at it and I've now built a job that allows me the flexibility that I was looking for, allows me to to really work, to not have to move. I get to work with people I enjoy in an industry that I love and doing the things that I feel like I'm really good at. (laughs) And so it's really rewarding. To be able to do something and and focus on, you know, I I work with in the electrical industry and focused on companies who maybe don't have the resources to do the marketing that they need to or want to. And so I'm able to come in and help these companies, give them the opportunity to have tools and, and resources available to them for marketing. And so and i love it and you know i've liked a lot of my jobs it's been a while since i've really loved a job and that's on me you know you kind of make decisions and make the most of it but i was really able to create i say it's like i created my dream job and i'm doing it and it's phenomenal <laughs> often i mean i this has been fantastic and so the outcomes have been tremendous for me
1: so stacy let's um shift to best practices for a minute if we could because okay. For you, this has so clearly been a successful experience. I recall when you were going through this, you, you didn't just fall off the face of the earth. You networked. You reached out to people that you had considered mentors. You bounced your idea for your marketing firm off some people that you respect. What what other things did you do that might be best practices for someone
0: considering taking a sabbatical. Absolutely. Completely agree the first part was the network, both professionally and personally. I mean I did. I stayed in contact with friends in the industry, you know, previous colleagues and really made sure one that I stayed up to date on what was going on in the industry. So did that through talking with people but also reading a lot of industry publications. And making sure that I stayed current because it's a little bit easy to slip out of that when you're not in that day-to-day work scene. So staying current on what's going on, staying connected to people. Because like you said, I was constantly asking questions and bouncing ideas off of people when I was was working on, on this plan. Um, you know, I think that taking little things like even personally, you don't necessarily think that, you know, my friend, the stay at home mom with, with three kids is going to, you know, you don't necessarily consider that the person to go to when you're looking for career advice, but you'd be amazed what you can get from someone like that, who, you know, you just start having a conversation, you're talking about some different things and you can get a lot of advice and insight from a bunch of different areas. So, also made sure that I kept those personal relationships, and some of those I had to almost recultivate because of my work schedule and my travel. I didn't necessarily have as much time to invest in some of those personal relationships and friendships that I would have liked. So, making sure that I I made those a priority again and 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 spent time. Like I said I grabbed a lot of coffee. <laughs> I drank a lot of coffee. <laughs> um during this time but you know I'm I'm very fortunate I have great contacts who are willing to let me bounce those ideas off of them and just, you know, ask questions and, and it was great. I'm I'm very grateful for, for all of those people. They've been fantastic. You know, one of the things that I also think was helpful was I, I journal. And I, I'm not going to say that I was a great journaler before, but I'm much better now. And I do think that that was a big part of it because if you're ever questioning what you're doing or like just wondering, is this really worth it? <laughs> what am I doing? I'm just sitting here and I'm not... I don't have a job, and you start having these freak out moments. And at least with having things written down, you can go back and look at where you started and how far you've come at this point. And I think that helped me a lot when I needed that reminder. I mean, sometimes you get that reminder from other people and picking up the phone, but it was nice to be able to, to open up my journal and be able to look and see kind of some of those aha moments that I had already already found and and just that reminder that this was a journey and that I wasn't expecting myself and nobody else was expecting me to have all of the answers in a week, that it was, it was going to be a process and take some time. You know, I think it's, making sure that so i am i am single and live by myself so a little thing like getting up and you know getting out of the yoga pants and actually getting dressed and leaving the house sometimes it was a big thing too it gets a little easy to get a little stuck at home and and i always call it my hermiting but you know sometimes it was just like i said kind of doing that okay we're gonna get out of the house today and i'm gonna go take the dog to the park or whatever it was so not getting too lost in in your self-evaluation and getting yourself out of it every once in a while is important too.
1: So that's interesting. So you, you stayed current, you stayed connected, you wrote down your thoughts, and then some days you just forced yourself to get out of the house. You know, One of the things that we're interested in, there is this trend of companies either suggesting their workers take sabbaticals or making it an option at a certain anniversary date. I can think of a well-known craft brewer out of the Colorado area that does that at the five-year and 10-year mark. I can think of an Iowa-based electrical distributor that has started doing that within the last five or six years. Do you have any thoughts on this actually being
0: part of a compensation package? I think that, so I think it's Yes, I think it's fantastic to see that we're getting to the point where it's becoming more popular or at least even becoming a thing again. You know, I think a lot of times we heard it and thought about people in academia, you know, that they would take a sabbatical and write a book. I mean, that was what first came to mind when you hear the word. And then, you know, Mm -hmm. I started thinking about, okay, well, people take sabbaticals from social media. You hear people saying that now. And I had actually read something and they called, they referred to a sabbatical as the active pursuit of purpose. And I thought that was such an awesome way to define it. And so I think for a company, if you have people who have the opportunity to go actively pursue their purpose, and how do you lose? Because I think that, yes, it's always a challenge. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to minimize somebody's stepping away from their job and somebody has to do their job. And that's always, you know, an issue with the people who are kind of left behind and handling everything. But for that particular person, and if it can be arranged accordingly, for, for a person to be able to take time and, and get back. And obviously I'm, I'm utilizing and, and taking what I have gone through and what I've been able to come out of mind with, which was an extremely positive experience. And think if someone was able to do that, they would come back to work with likely being a happier person, reminding themselves what they loved about what they did every day in their job. And I would guess have like a renewed passion for it. And potentially they could come back and decide that maybe what they were doing was not the ideal thing. But think about someone who, maybe is in that position where they aren't doing something they absolutely love. But if a company allowed them to go figure out what it was and they came back, the loyalty to that company would be huge for giving them that opportunity. But then also, how great would it be to be able to, the company to take that person and be able to find the right job for them and fit them into the organization, doing what they love and what they're passionate about. I'm guessing that person is going to be loyal for a very long time and super productive. So I think that there's a lot of benefits that can can be can come to a, a company for giving um employees the opportunity to do it. I've also heard of other companies who give their employees the opportunity to go and volunteer. And so I think mm-hmm. this is another great thing. There's a cold weather um clothing company that does it. And they, and so talk about somebody who is able to go do some volunteering. Maybe there's a way to pick up some skills that they aren't necessarily, you know, something that they get to use in their everyday job or something that um, they can develop in in real world in a volunteer type experience, or again, just a passion project that they're able to get re-energized. So I think there's just, I know that there's a lot of areas, like I said, with covering jobs and stuff, but hey, you know, you're looking at someone who's getting ready to be promoted or take a job change to give them some time to be able to to do this. I think I think that the benefits are so worth it. I think that long-term loyalty, long-term productivity, and just all-around happiness of your employees, I think that would be, I think the dividends are are massive and have huge upside for a company. And I know oh, for, for me, definitely. looking at it, if I was Yeah, Mm -hmm. if I was looking at going to work for a company that offered that, that would be a huge selling point for me. Well, I can definitely
1: see an upside for motivation. I can definitely see an upside for dealing with potential burnout and and maybe not only retaining someone with a lot of tribal knowledge and experience, but having them come back re-energized, productive, loyal to your point, Stacey. I, I can definitely see an upside on that. You know, Andrea, your area of expertise is organizational culture. You have any thoughts or comments on that? Yeah,
2: you know, I think think sabbaticals are, are highly underutilized. And they're scary because, you know, as time has gone on, a lot of organizations are really running quite lean. And on one hand, that's wonderful, right? You eliminate waste. On the other hand, sometimes if someone is gone for weeks or months at a time, sometimes the organization just can't float that. It it really goes back to this continual challenge nowadays with low unemployment. And we say, how do we retain and attract talent? And it's one of those things where people are not allowing burnout to happen like they used to. This new generation and even the older generation that's kind of, no pun intended, burnt out on, uh, you know, burning the candle at both ends are looking at companies with much more scrutiny to say, how can I not only just balance my sanity and manage my life and work more effectively, but also realize that I need sabbatical opportunities for education, recharging, taking a new perspective on things, and bringing back to the organization so much more value out of that. It's just There is a stigma to it, I think, still, especially just in the general business community of, yeah, that's kind of an exclusive thing or that's something that only big companies do. You know, it's really something that organizations could use as a strategic advantage to recruit and retain talent. So it's pretty important. And, you know, I'd like to use that as a quick segue to say, what are your thoughts on, you know, defining what a sabbatical is? I have a friend that he took a year-long sabbatical and traveled around the world, and not everyone can do that. But, you know, sabbatical isn't just taking time off and still checking your mail and doing work from home.
0: That's not a sabbatical either, right? Right. What are the ground rules for a sabbatical? And Andrea, I think that's, that's a good question. And I don't know that, I think it's one of those things that you almost have to define yourself because, Like you said, I mean, there's people that take a year off. There's people that, you know, it was interesting. I was in a a group last night and we were having a conversation and there was eight women in the group and three of us had taken time and what I would call now a sabbatical. One was um, very defined, a month in between two positions, but she took that time For herself, like as a, to really do the work and dig in and to make sure that she went into her next role in a really good space. Um, The other one was someone who left a job and she was trying to figure out what she wanted to do next. And so she really, she made the decision to leave her job. And so it was a very chosen and she did a complete, like her ground rules were a little bit different than mine is she really went completely underground and spent a lot of time doing the work on herself and then kind of came out and said, okay, let me do now the networking. And and hers was a little bit different than what mine was. So I think it's really hard to say like what the ground rules are. You know, I've heard of people who it's more of a, a flexibility thing. Like suddenly there might be, it's a couple weeks every couple months. They're able to take more, maybe what you might call vacation, but it's not vacation. That's the other thing I think we need to get clear is, I don't think, I think that's one thing I don't consider sabbatical and vacation because you're doing the work. So for me, was there ground rules, like not checking email? No, because that was a big part of my staying connected. But I think depending on what you want to accomplish and what your goals are for your sabbatical, if you're taking a sabbatical to write a book, then yes, maybe it is to, you know, to cut yourself off from, you know, electronics. I will say for me, one of my, so I guess I did have a ground rule around um, emails and things like that, but mine was more around social media. Because, you know, you can easily find yourself slipping into sitting on your phone and spending way too much time playing Candy Crush and <laughs> being on, on Facebook. So I really did put some parameters around m- mine just on a trying to, if I was going to be on social media, it needed to be from a research perspective or, you know, LinkedIn or something like that. So I did put some parameters around and maybe some ground rules around just making sure that I was effectively utilizing my time on my phone and not getting sucked into some some craziness of where you next thing you know, three hours have gone by. So I think some of it is just I don't know that I can and I'm sorry, I don't think I have like a list of do this, don't do that. I think it's becomes part of each person's each person's process and their journey and what they they want to say out of that. But but I think I think maybe those are good things to define for yourself at the beginning when you're doing this. Um, maybe setting those up, you know, and and knowing what you want to accomplish and figuring out if there are some some ground rules you do need to put around yourself. You know, for me, I did start building to-do lists, which maybe that was my way of compensating for not having a crazy calendar booked solid. But I mean, I'd have little things on my to-do list. It wasn't like crazy huge things, but it would be you know, read five articles from, you know, industry publications this week, something like that. So I I guess maybe that was a ground rule that I ended up putting in place for myself, but I think everyone is probably a little bit different. You
1: know, it kind of does sound like you're suggesting if someone is on a sabbatical, whether it's intentional or not intentional, that they define a purpose. Is the purpose to figure out what your next step is career wise is the purpose to just recharge your battery. And I don't mean just in a, a demeaning way is, is your purpose right. to recharge your battery or is it something else? Maybe you're taking a sabbatical because you feel you've gotten disconnected from family and friends. I, I like your idea, Stacy, of defining a purpose for the sabbatical you know, what is it? And then framing some of your activities around that purpose. Maybe not all of them,
0: but some of your activities. Mm-hmm. I think that that also helps, especially if you're going to a company and pitching the idea of taking a sabbatical. Um, if you have an idea of here's why and here's what I'm 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 hoping to get out of this in the end. And quite honestly, there's some people that kind of struggle with you not working, <laughs> Like I have some I had some family members who just they're like, You're doing what? What do you mean you're not working? And I'm like, Oh, you know, I'm working on my plan for what's next and and laid it all out. But and you can talk your way through it and kind of get them to understand, but it's not something that is in, in everyone's kind of normal way of thinking. I mean, we all kind of I think you know, you're supposed to be working, and I'm doing quotes as I say that. So I think it helps to be able to kind of explain to people, I'm not saying you have to. But like my grandma, (laughs) you know, having the conversation with her on what I was doing and what I was trying to accomplish during this, it helped to for her to know that I was doing this with a purpose. I wasn't just floating for, you know, months at a time. And so I think, you know, just for it helps to to have that purpose, to be able to explain it to your grandmother and, you know, potential companies that you're or your potential company that you're trying to get it approved. Got it. So the idea of
1: a pitch. That makes sense. If, if you're going to pitch it to an employer, there has to be something in it for them. And yeah, there definitely needs to be a purpose behind it. Even if they're going to hold your job and not pay you, they need to have a reason why. Mm-hmm. You had mentioned earlier the active pursuit of purpose.
0: Was that a book, a magazine article? It was a magazine article. Yes, it was called uh, Six modern sabbatical ideas, modern oh, okay. sabbatical ideas. You have to try. Yes. And it was, it's actually from the remote year.com. And, um, it was something that I just came across on, on Google. Cause that's what I, I did circle back and reread the article before we talked, because I wanted to make sure that I had that quoted, right. Because I've been using it because I thought that perfectly summed it up the active pursuit of purpose. But yeah, that was kind of where that came from. And, um, so, they do a somehow... lot of, they focus a lot on the not being a vacation sorry that you are actively pursuing something so that's a good the reason i asked about that
1: is that might be a good resource for our listeners if they're thinking about this or they're struggling with this so that that was why i asked you that stacy we're getting close to the end of our time andrea do you have any more questions for stacy you know i guess i would say you know at Having
2: gone through this process and and having a new perspective, you know, if you could go back and tell an employer, either a previous employer or uh, any company that you've worked with in the past, what would you tell them about sabbaticals and why they're important? So I think that for a
0: company, the benefit. So I would go and say, listen, I think that this is a great opportunity for me to go and just really be able to focus on my purpose and what I can offer back to you, my employer. I think my overall happiness you know, instead of calling it work-life balance, I've seen a lot of time they call it work-life flexibility. I think taking the time can help get that back in check. And I do believe that when you have that a little bit more in check, you're ultimately a happier and more productive person. I think that I would have, being able to go through this with an employer and be able to go back, I think that I would bring back added skills in certain areas, I think that I would have, it helped me clearly define my career path and where I wanted to go. And I'm not saying for the next 50 years, no, I hope I don't work that long, but anyways, you know, but I mean, maybe it's not for the next five steps, but maybe the next one or two, like for me, it got Smart. me back to marketing. So I think being able to, I, I took ownership again of my career. And I think a lot of people, that's energizing, that rejuvenates you. And so, you know, it's almost like a recalibration and getting yourself on the right track. And all of those things to me lead to happier, more loyal. I know I'm repeating myself, but happier, more loyal, more content and more productive employees. And so I think that, you know, you think about how much companies, and I know it's never enough, but Companies do spend a lot on developing their employees and training and and things like that. And I mean, really, if you think about it investment-wise, what a great investment. You're letting someone go and you're letting them go do that on their own. So they're suddenly taking ownership of going and getting that training or whatever it is they're going to go do in their their time, their sabbatical time, and not on the company. So it seems like, I mean, that part's a a win-win. So I think that a lot of employers hope More and more employers are recognizing the happier an employee is, the more they're going to stay. And to your point, Andrea, you mentioned earlier about retaining and keeping employees and doing things like this in the grand scheme of things yes you're figuring out a way to not to lose an employee for a little for a period of time but ultimately what you get back when they come back is is so great and i think definitely outweighs the the struggle for the the short term
1: oh
2: definitely definitely totally agree
1: i think that that's a really great question you asked and I like the way Stacy articulated that. Stacy, can you tell us a little teeny bit about what you're doing now? Because you shared with us the journey and I introduced a little bit about your new business, but maybe you could give us the elevator pitch of what you came up with because. The journey has been so fascinating. I think our listeners would be very, very interested on what's at the end of the journey. And then we'll wind up unless you've got any words of wisdom you want to
0: share with our listeners. First, I would love to tell you about what I'm doing now. Obviously, I'm super excited. and, And if I hadn't mentioned it, really happy with what I'm doing right now. But yes, at the beginning of this year, I started Cord Marketing Services, which is, as you mentioned, a B2B marketing company. And really what came out of all of this research in these last several months is, you know, I get the opportunity to help companies with their their marketing from everything from branding and, and strategic marketing plans to demand generation and product marketing. And I get to either be a part of a marketing team or serve as a, a distributor, a manufacturer or a manufacturer's reps marketing team. And, you know, it's so phenomenal for me because in a lot of cases, I feel like I get to work with friends and a lot of them are, are industry folks that I've known for a long time, or I get to work with people who just who have the passion and, and have the excitement around marketing, but don't necessarily know how to go get it started and get it done or have the the resources to do that. So I get to step in and, and help them do that. So for me, it's been just tremendously exciting to be able to work with a variety of people and help make marketing a little bit more attainable. And it's been fantastic. You know, obviously, starting a business is is always a little bit scary. <laughs> and, but based on my phenomenal network and the support system that I've had in place, I'm feeling truly grateful and blessed because it's been a great start. And I'm really excited about where we're going and um, love that I had the opportunity to to talk with you both today and, and kind of share my journey and how I got here. And, and I'm just, I'm really grateful. You know, you kind of go in, like I said, you know, this all started with losing my job. So to be able to look back with what started this process, I'm grateful for the whole thing. It's just been a, a tremendous experience. I'm, I've learned so much and i just really excited to be able to take all of that and, and keep moving forward and, and hopefully, you know, be better off for it for the long run. So thank you so much for having me. And I really just, I really appreciate it.
1: Well, we're it incredibly has- grateful to have you. Yeah, thank it's you. been a pleasure to have you on this show, uh, Stacy.
0: Well, thank you so much. Thank you for joining the WAM Podcast, where women empower other women in business and manufacturing. For more shows like this, go to WAMpodcast.com. That's whampodcast.com. Thanks for tuning in.